Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to one of the final episodes of iZombie Radio. I am your host for the week, Blaze Hopkins, and uh, no change in my co-hosts. We're riding this out till the end, like Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. I am uh, joined by Chris King and Sean Carpenter. Sean, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I mean, it's just another day off. Gotta go back to work tomorrow morning, so, you know, fun stuff. Well, you know, could always be worse, but yeah, I I can relate to that. I've had, you know, my busy time at work and everything, and uh, the breaks are, when they come to an end, they, uh, it's sad times. But, uh, you know, keep powering through. And, uh, Chris, what's up with you, my man? I could be a real jerk and say I'm I'm still on break for, like, another month, <laughs> but uh, I I just, I'm sorry. Um, Sean, I'm sorry. That was a mean joke, but... Uh, How rude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, well, when I'm, when I'm crying once the fall starts with everything I have to have to do with grad school and and teaching you can you can make fun of me um but uh i'm good man yeah i'm uh just uh you know um you know trying to enjoy summer i went down the down to the jersey shore this past weekend which was fun with a couple friends um and uh yeah no life's good can't complain good to hear and uh i am doing well also like i said kind of a little bit of a busy period at work, but that should be all over soon. And uh, from next Friday to throughout the following week, I'm actually away for a vacation to go attend my cousin's wedding. So I have a break coming up, and I'm at least uh, powering through. But uh, otherwise, no complaints. So with that, we are, uh, like I said, in the final stretch of iZombie, and uh, tonight we're diving into episode 11, Killer Queen, and, uh, you know, I, I have some thoughts on this episode, I'm excited to hear what you guys think, I think it's all fresh in our mind, and uh, with that, we're we're just going to get into it, so I, I think I want, what I want to kick off with is... Uh, is the brain, if that's cool with you guys. Um, I was a little shocked. I'm kind of a little, I guess, shocked that they're still uh, giving such heavy focus to the story of the week, uh, crimes. And while I love, obviously, the brains, and I would never want them to go away, uh, I think it just, I don't know, episode 11 of 13, two, two of them left after this. I feel like I still have so many questions and, um, this episode gave a lot of time to this brain and this, uh, this crime. So, uh, Chris, why don't you kick us off? What did you think of the drag queen brain this week? So, so I enjoyed it for, for what it was. I thought it was, um, you know, a nice opportunity for, for Liv to, you know, kind of dress up and, and different, uh, different outfits, even Don, Don a wig, which was good. Cause you know, we, uh, we we haven't seen that in a in we a love while, a good wig. What you say? We love a good wig. We do love a good wig. Yes, yes, very much so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was fun, and and I think too, like as they said in the episode, drag is becoming more accepted and 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 popular with the cult with with popular culture with things like RuPaul's Drag Race. But I still think it was a nice way to uh, kind of. 
um, provide a look into an environment that maybe some fans of the show aren't familiar with. Frankly, I'm not too sure. familiar with it, but I was cool that I, I was I was happy that um, the show got to explore that, and I thought it was a cool way, uh, cool new kind of environment to look at. And I, I did love some, like certain things, like you know, Clyde's reactions to to the different drag queens. Um, like I, I forget what the younger one's name was, um, at, but like he 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 liked what the uh what what they had to offer while you know Liv and the older uh drag queen were both just like uh it's all there's no substance nowadays but i like you know clive was like i thought it had pizzazz or so, something to that effect that he you know says so i i like that he was kind of thrown into this environment as well that was really new to him um i do agree with you with what you're saying with regarding focus although like that we would kind of be driving more into the main conflict this week but I, but I thought the show did a really good job of balancing it this time around. Um, and so and I think that those moments with the drag queen brain were kind of moments of nice moments of levity. I, I didn't really feel too connected to the case per se. And I don't even think the show did because mm-hmm. I think we only got one vision and like it was pretty easily solved. But it allowed the, the show to inject some levity into what's, you know, a lot of really serious moments especially i know we'll get into to the final moments of the episode um but but yeah i mean overall it wasn't my favorite of the season no i I still think and with two episodes left i don't think anything's gonna top uh salsa dancing brain for me Mm -hmm. um but i but i enjoyed it enough and i especially enjoyed you know uh clive's kind of reactions to everything and and also just that you know rose mciver again got to kind of play it like that dramatic role it was almost like um like uh like over the top one like almost like the desperate housewife one from i can't god was that back in season two or season three i can't even remember um it had like echoes of that mm-hmm. and I, I and i did just kind of like how people like clive and um others in the police department rea- responded to her in this kind of exasperated way although uh, there was that one great moment with the one detective where she gives him props for figuring the thing out, which was funny. But, uh, but yeah, overall, it was, it was it was fun. Yeah, I and I'm with you. I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought the sort of the subtle humor from the other drag queens and like live on the brain was really fun. Just with them, um, you know, like taking jabs at one another, another's performances and like the whole pettiness that went into it. Um, I thought that was really fun, but. Um, yeah, it, it just felt like a little weird to me, I guess, and how it was executed because I felt like we spent a decent amount of time around it, but like you said, it was, it, it like wasn't super involved compared to some of the other stories. Um, so I, I didn't think it was bad by any means. I just was, I guess, a little surprised that, uh, like I said, it felt, uh, like there was a decent amount of dedication or more than I would have expected this late in the game. But, uh, Sean, what did you think? I know you're, you know, I feel like I want to hear your thoughts on this one. What did you think of the the drag queen brain? I enjoyed it. It was, as Chris said, those little moments of levity we needed in such a serious episode. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of emotional things were happening here. and yeah. It was good to have just a couple laughs here and there to kind of reset myself before the next person in the episode decided to kick the bucket, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely, uh, definitely get that. And, um, but I do feel like 
this brain did come a little too late in the series with how much focus it was given. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, it did feel a little more overpowering than other brains have felt. Um, because I think we've discussed this on several occasions. There are moments in the show where Liv's able to sort of be herself while still having the brain affect her. And this felt more like what the show normally goes with, with the brain more so taking the wheel. Um, still was fun, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't... For me, it was like I didn't by any means see this as like a dud of a brain, which it, you know, very easily could have been and uh, would be a, a bummer again with two episodes left, but... Um, yeah, overall, I felt it was, it was unique, and I, I like what you said, Chris, just in general about it, um, you know, offering insight into something, kind of a world, and, uh, people that, uh, a lot of viewers might not know about, or have any idea, sort of, what goes on behind the scenes, so, I appreciated, um, that, I guess, and I think that's a really good way to put it, and, um, and I guess next, you know, I felt like the way this episode was structured was one of those, again, uh, a lot of little moments here and there that sort of were acted as build up. And then in the final, like, 15 minutes, um, shit really just hit the fan, basically. And uh, and I think the easiest tie-in is we, we hear in the beginning of the episode how, um, I forget the guy's name, but how the guy, you know, was cured and then immediately killed. And... Um, for cheating, and we we clearly recognize that this was uh, a Freilig brain uh, case, correct? I didn't just like weirdly put that together. No, no, no. Yeah, because that's yeah, the only what. Yeah, well, and, that's how because that's how we, um, you know, uh, live live hears about it. Has Ravi go to interrogation, yeah. um, and then Ravi and Major team up and. Yeah, they're able to track down Blaine's guy and then yep. free all the kids. Yeah, um, exactly. And so I I really, I loved getting, uh, I like that what they're doing with Robbie and kind of giving him all of these little, like, pair-offs. I mean, he's such a, he interacts with all these characters so well individually. Um, and I was glad that this episode gave us uh, one, potentially one final, like, Ravi major bromance adventure um you know I, I it kind of reminded me Chris how you begged the question last week if uh we had seen the final one-on-one kind of live and Blaine confrontation and it kind of reminded me that stayed in my mind when watching this plot um I thought it was really funny to see the way Ravi you know set up all the sushi to convince major to do him the favor with um with the gigolo brain and to be bait and um and i thought it was super interesting that they just kind of went for it and they were able to find the kids and everything um what did you like how this plot progressed i guess what did you think of the steps they took and uh i mean we we eventually at the end of the episode i guess see sort of where it leads but um what do you think this does for blaine what what are the next step he steps that he takes um, well, well, I personally was just shocked that Blaine didn't kill Don either. 
uh, with when he figured out that he was been double crossing him. Yep, like when he was leaned over looking at um, Darcy, uh, I I thought right then and there I thought Blaine was gonna take out a gun and boom. Wow. Uh, so so I think he's in. I mean he's in desperation mode right now. Yeah, I mean. And he so I think he's def and he's I think he's gonna try to figure out a way to extort that money from Donnie to or or kind of recruit Donnie back into his good graces somehow. Yeah. Um and I mean I think and tell me if I'm wrong here, am I the I mean, we think Blaine killed her, right? Like we don't oh, think she's hundred and fifty percent. I mean, this is I thought that this was the final sh- like we, again, the three of us have discussed for a long time now that Blaine at his core, while they gave him, you know, the unique uh, storyline in the past couple of seasons with the amnesia or whatever, Blaine is an irredeemable character. He is the devil of this show. And I think that um, that act really showed it because even, you know, we saw him act kind of, um, I guess, have an emotional response in, in just, like, killing Tanner, right? Which maybe didn't impact him quite as much, but um, obviously showed his true colors to Don E, who, I guess, believed that Blaine cared about Tanner. And, um, and in this episode, you know, we just saw this guy, he is... His he his bones are 150% selfish greed, which, you know, we, we already knew, but... Um, I think we've sort of we've talked about this possibility. Would Blaine kind of step over that line? And uh, honestly, it was it was like very sad to me. We've been all rooting for Donnie this season, and just like his little strokes of luck. And again, you know, it's uh, on one hand kind of knew this was coming, but just like the timing of it all with the wedding and everything, I was like, I don't know. I was just like damn, this guy, screw this guy, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, Blaine is the devil of the show, so I actually didn't think about him killing Donnie, just because I think Blaine always likes to, you know, keep his cards close, like, again, we rarely see him lash out and just, like, kill people, um, so I think he knows he still needs to use Donnie, um, and obviously Donnie's, uh, gotten a little wiser to Blaine's games, but, uh, yeah, pre- pretty wild. I mean, again, a couple episodes left, so it makes sense. But um, the way that all played out was pretty sad. I mean, and I think I will say it was that was sad. And I mean, but I think going back to what we said about regarding levity and and other aspects, like the the major Ravi part of it was so much fun. Yeah, leading up to it. And it also kind of goes to something that we've all talked about this season, which is like, who's kind of going to be the one to get to Blaine and, and, and kind of take him down in some way. And it was nice to see that it was a combination of the two of them. I mean, Blaine's yeah. not down for the count, but his cash count out is gone. They were able to rescue the kids. That was um, made and me I really, love that. That made me Walt really Major happy. Like, was, you know, Major is the badass mercenary, but that Robbie was the one who found them. Robbie was yeah. the one who drove over the you know the guy with the gun you know and got them in the van i thought that part of it was so great that ravi was the one was the one who was able to really save these kids after he kind of blamed himself in some way for them being in so much danger 
Um, I, I just found that very satisfying and seeing the two of them do that and they're back to for back and forth, even like with major when he like puts like the, like essentially like the bib on for his sushi and he's like, let's get weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was just that, that to me was almost, I think it might've, it was probably my favorite part of the episode. I, I kind of forgot how much I enjoyed their friendship dynamic and with mm-hmm. major being so caught up in Fillmore Graves stuff, it was nice for him to, you know, he got to be the, the the kind of covert gigolo, like we said, with the uh, with the hostess at the restaurant. But then when he really paired up with Ravi there, I thought it was it was just so much fun and really so satisfying that. And the fact that they got to stick it to Blaine too, as sad as I was for Donnie, it was almost like kind of like an afterthought to me, where I was like, well, but I got my Ravi and Major. Donnie will be okay. He'll figure it out. Yeah, I think uh, like this episode was a great. Um, balance of like cause and effect in for the plot i mean obviously um everybody can't get out of the show happy um so uh, yeah i liked that the way you put it in just that of saying there was a balance there like it, it was so exciting that ravi got the kids and that there was just like no hiccups there it was just like they went out they executed their plan. Like you said, we got to see Ravi sort of take the spotlight. I mean, it was funny here, you know, when he hears just like all the gunfire inside and Major like comes out and takes a bullet. But um, like you said, you know, that scene, we stick with Ravi and it's it's him completing his mission, I felt like. So um, now it was a good balance. Uh, Sean, what did you think? How what did you feel about, uh, you know, the way these two things played out? How did you feel about... Uh, the end for Darcy and Donnie and, um, and, you know, did you like to, to see major and Robbie kind of go on that adventure? I'm going to start with the uh, major and Robbie stuff because, Oh boy, it was great to <laughs> team up again. Like I missed their dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd seen bits and pieces of it in passing in the previous couple of episodes, but, they both have been caught up in two completely different storylines for the longest of time. And it was great to see them kind of, those two paths kind of lead into each other. And it, it was really, it really warmed my heart seeing that Ravi was the one who had actually found the kids and saved them instead of it being major. Yeah. It, it gave him his hero moment. You know? Yeah, I know. Absolutely. And then I'm really upset about the whole Darcy thing. Like, I wanted Donnie to be happy. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, I don't. And I. In any other circumstance, Blaine would have just outright killed Donnie and thought nothing of it. But knowing that he's now tied to Mr. Boss, he's kind of torturing Donnie in a sense to yeah. kind of go back to his side like this happened you now get to suffer with the consequences she's gone the love of your life that you were about to marry gone if you don't do this thing that's going to be you or yeah something along the lines of that yeah know? no very true i mean i think again it's like blaine you know i think it's more <sighs> I feel like for him, it's almost this ties into like a embarrassment that he's hit like this rock bottom to be duped by Donnie, basically. And um, and I, I felt like he his response and the whole Darcy thing was um, like you said, Chris, you know, he's he's under like his last resorts, basically, and he's doing everything he can to survive, essentially. But 
I, I think a lot of it was also rooted in just like wanting that revenge, like putting Donnie in his place of like, no, I'm the boss. I've always been the boss. Who do you think you are? Um, so that's why well, I, I, I also think it's, I mean, it's about putting him in his place, but like Donnie doesn't, you know, Donnie doesn't know that Blaine probably killed her. So I think it's also a matter of making Donnie isolated again so that he that he feels like he needs that type of companionship from Blaine that he lost mm-hmm. earlier in the season when Blaine essentially told him to F off. Yeah, no, and, exactly. And, and he found in Darcy, you know, and, and Blaine's like, I, Oh, I don't, I don't like you not needing me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that, um, and I think that Blaine's kind of going to look to, to be able to manipulate him now that he doesn't have Darcy that, yeah. you know, with, with him being this isolated, kind of probably broken figure that he's going to be able to think that he can that they can kind of go back to the old ways or at the very least that he could kind of you know find some type of nest egg that donnie has saved up and then you know kill him and get the hell out of seattle uh but yeah i i i think that no matter what though i I, sean i get what you're saying with feeling really bad for donnie about me wanting him to be happy but this that's another conversation that we've had where I frankly don't know if he deserves it. Sure. You know, with everything he's done so far in this series, that you know, while I while I'm rooting for him, especially over someone like Blaine, I just don't know if he um, really earned that that happy ending that he would have gotten. So it felt right to me that it got taken away. Um, I, I was happy that he didn't die. I still I'm still holding out that he's going to be the one that ends Blaine. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought that this kind of like really sealed that just because yep. that, that eventual, like you said, Chris, they're, they clearly are plotting, um, you know, like keeping dot, like keeping the truth in the dark for that manipulative reason. And I think when the truth all comes out and everything, um, you know, it's, it's, there's no turning back. I mean, there's no way that Blaine can recover from, uh, the, the, decision he made in this episode and it makes sense too because now like robbie saved the fraley kids like i mean he could find out that blaine was behind it but he doesn't really need to so much this can be more of a conflict it can be more of a donnie blaine conflict over like the next two of the final two episodes and i because i think robbie's going to be busy with fixing whatever the hell like the world's about to be infected by zombies and everyone's gonna die and i think you know, he's going to probably be more needed there. So that's why I was really glad to see this storyline for him complete to set up whatever he's going to be handling, you know, in, in the final two episodes, which which I also think, even though they're not a two-part finale, I feel like they're going to feel like a two-part finale. Personally. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think also it just, I think it's also a good reflection of uh, the growth that Ravi's character has made kind of ever since that Blaine and Peyton stuff. And again, ever since the, I'll, I'll keep calling back to the, um, you know, that the scene where, uh, where Blaine runs in to save the day and Ravi doesn't. And, uh, I feel like it's just, uh, it's, it's a lot of growth and maturity that he recognizes like when the time comes to make those moves, like we saw with the kids. So I, I really like that idea too, that, you know, we don't, he doesn't need that, that big confrontation with Blaine or he doesn't need, he doesn't have to prove anything to anyone. Like he has the self-confidence and, and everything to know like what's important in these final episodes. So, um, yeah. And I think it's also, it just gives like a good, again, I think it gives, uh, 
a more interesting uh, ending for Donnie and Blaine. To have them be the ones, I guess, facing conflict. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that... Rather than something more more generic, at least, of like the bad, you know, the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with you there. It's it feels more personal between them. Yep. And I, yeah. And and I just like the idea of too. I think the the final thing I have to say about this uh, storyline for now is I I like the idea that um, the series basically will end with Blaine just like going truthfully too far. You know, like he again thinks that he is the smartest guy in the room and um and now we're sort of seeing him still with that mentality but also his back against the wall and i like the idea that you know this guy he's obviously uh snaked his way through everything up to this point but uh eventually there's a a point where you go too far and for me the the inevitable confrontation between him and donnie is like true proof of that Yeah, I, I agree with you, and um, and it's interesting to see what was that. Sorry, you cut out for a second. Yeah. No, that it's amazing that we have Blaine going too far as a villain, um, but then we see Martin, you know, Liv's dad, kind of tries to pull back there at the end. Like, yeah, so very pol- polar, like polar opposites, and it's Enzo's the one that's really pushing it now yeah so okay perfect segue so i'm like i saved this for last because i think it's the most interesting to uh and well bring out the most discussion um but yeah so basically the other plot we have going on is that um you know so we start with basically Liv and ravi in his lab and they go in with the uh, romeros and um very brave move there and essentially he realizes that somebody was in his lab and they escaped and they have to move the whole operation. And it seems like they're, you know, accelerating or at least moving forward with this, uh, this plan he has. And, um, and essentially the idea, we finally find out why he had somebody infiltrate the renegade operation. And it's this whole idea of, um, of, forcing the outside world to deal with zombies whether it is in the most you know warring bloody like way or if uh they can quietly infect enough people where one day you know the world wakes up and it's like oh crap well i you know my husband is a zombie my wife is a zombie my kids like you know whether who knows how it goes down but basically he is going to force them into dealing with this on a national level and um so they they had a fake setup for the uh with the like mom and two sisters i forget how they put it and uh is it riley the other uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Riley. Riley's the, the, the fake coyote. Yeah, and so they and, made up this whole thing about her going out, and uh, in reality, they are taking over a brothel in Vegas, and uh, and plan to infect a bunch of people there. So, you know, this this unfolded pretty. Uh, again, this was one of those things where we got our little moments here and there, and. Uh, in the last 10 minutes, it was just like, boom, this thing exploded. Um, well, well, and the thing is, too, what what I found crazy, 
that we like never thought of is like how like you can't think of a better way to infect people than having sex with them because yeah. they're not gonna know it's not like a yeah. scratch it's not like you're not gonna like they're just they're gonna go there thinking hey, i'm paying for a good time and they're gonna go home and they're gonna have no idea what that craving is until they end up killing their neighbor uh, the know, silent, or, or the silent killer yeah it's it's really it really is i because when the first one he was like they're going to vegas i was like what the hell's the point of, like yeah what, like what are they gonna do i was like why las vegas out of all the places like i would have expected them to like storm dc or something like that um but then when when we saw the them you know kill the prostitutes and then do their own setup i yeah i was that was i mean I loved that because I, I was really surprised and really taken aback by it and, and by the fact that it looks like, I mean, the plan's going to go through. I mean, there's – Yeah. Liv can only do so much now. And, I mean, Martin, he let it go too far, you know, before he bit the dust. Yeah, and uh, – yeah, and so, like, I think this is what I want to get to. So, like – I thought that his death was, like, super abrupt, and, like, I almost don't know what to think about it, but I agree. I thought, you know, before Liv called, we saw how he was uh, hesitating to make the final decision on whether or not this was the right way to do things, uh, having those, like, million texts come in from Riley waiting on the, the go signal. But, um, but yeah, and then just, like, do you, th- you know, do you think he he kind of like willingly um just like i I don't want to say like committed suicide but kind of like willingly went out just because we saw he has the metal plate but he just and clearly enzo was not uh he clearly enzo was stepping up and not holding back here and he just martin just sort of seemed to like lay down and turn around knowing he was so vulnerable and he's already been shot at once but uh well I, I don't know if it was suicide so much as he was showing his daughter that, listen... Like, he knew he was... Gonna, basically, he knew there was no turning back, so he might as well go out with her knowing the truth about him. Yeah. Like, yeah, to an extent. Exactly. What, what yeah, you... I think... I think it's the truth, and it's just also knowing, like... Like, listen, like, what you said, it like... Like, you're right, you know, like, telling her that, yeah, you know, I went this far, but in my final moments, like, I followed your way, I followed your example. Because she has that line where, like, I I know, like, I know you can't do this or won't do this because, like, I'm your daughter, and it's not something I would ever do. Yeah. And and she's, you know, and I think that's one of the things that really gets to him. And, And I do love, too, that it wasn't a phone call that they're... You know they're they're skyping or, or or video chatting and and like he's looking at Liv in the same way he's he he's looked at her like he has on the videos of mm-hmm. Renegade and stuff. I just thought that was so so well done, and that's to me why and frankly why I kind of like it a little bit better is Martin. While I feel like he could have been more developed this season, I like that he's not like the end game villain that sure. he that he has that turn. And, and Liv is forced yet again to watch someone she loves die in front of her, which is terrible, but it's a recurring thing on this show. Um, and 
and that he you know he gets to look at her and 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 say you you know what you, you're the inspir like you're in, you're inspiring me maybe we can do better you know it's it's that recognition that what she's done is not in vain um and i think it's just really again that this it's really poetic and, and really i thought beautiful that you know this man who never knew his daughter you know spends the short time with her gets to know her and it, it shows how big of an impact Liv can have um i don't know i i love that aspect of it and enzo's always been a dick so i'm cool with him being the final villain too in sure. a way what did you think sean what were your uh, thoughts on this i mean again this was all, all whirlwind almost but uh how'd you feel about the way this episode sort of wrapped up with this martin storyline I'm actually okay with how it ended. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was abrupt, and yeah, I would love to see him really have that change of heart and then act upon it, but we did see, like, right there at the very end, he's like, oh, I goofed. I goofed bad. Mm-hmm. And faced his demons. Uh, don't like Enzo. Like, have it since the very beginning. Biggest, him, he's so. like the biggest little snake on the show seriously since since we were first introduced to him i'm like that guy's not he, he's up to no good don't let his his accent distract you yeah <laughs> uh, it, so it it's kind of rough like for Liv because she literally just met this man a couple weeks ago or relatively within the the framework of the show um like relatively recently and now he's gone Mm -hmm. and her family is outside of seattle now her mom and brother are off to cure her brother in boston i think it was somewhere experimental something in boston for whatever her brother was dealing with um but Still, it was, um, so Liv's kind of without that family, but she still does have her found family, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, with, uh, Ravi Payton and, uh, Major. It's just, I don't know, things about dads always seem to get to me, just given my past. So sure. it kind of it kind of was like a oh wow like I finally get to meet put a face to the name blah 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 and you're gone. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely am with you and I agree with you both. I think it just caught me so off guard because um you know we we hadn't uh, you know we had no clue kind of how this was going to play out. It was even shocking just to see Martin kind of come into this and Liv's dad after all these years and everything. But, um, yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's kind of nice that he is not the, um, the end villain and just that it's like, ah, you made me what I am. And like, you know, you're also my father. Um, so I agree. I like how they tackled it. And I think it, it just also shows that at the end of the day and sort of at the end of the show that, um, like there can be peace and people can be changed they just you know they need to be kind of influenced and uh and talked to you by the right people who who get it kind of and can can make that change happen 
Um, so yeah, I agree. I think it was like very touching moment. And, uh, and I think it also is very fair for his character to, you know, have never expected to be the father of renegade basically and know that and, or how that would impact him. So for me, he, it, I think it's very logical. Like he, he was such a, he was a very uh, logical, logically changeable character um morality wise and uh i hope we get like a really funny embarrassing enzo death scene like however it may happen just because this the dude has never had the guts to like actually step up and lead he's always just like waiting in the wings hoping that you know my time will come and and you know i mean credit to him we we actually saw him pull the trigger here but uh but I, I hope it leads to, like, Enzo gets into power and then has, like, the most embarrassingly, like, stupid finish to his story and, like, his his lasting uh, legacy on what he did, basically. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and then, I mean, regardless, the plan is, like... I also... Sorry to jump in. No, I, no, no. I also feel like... I also feel like mate, that's one where Major could... yeah to do it you know like, just like yeah, you never right. learned your lesson man like <laughs> what did you think was gonna happen here and just major giving some like snarky bs to like put him in his place yeah and i guess too the last thing i'll say is like i know you brought up about martin being logical in a way i think what i like about it too is this is a show that you know it i mean when i say it deals with science like in medicine like it obviously i'm talking in the hot you know in the sci-fi kind of fantasy concepts of it but, you know, lives in medical examiner. It's a lot of, like, facts and logic and stuff. But really what, what I love that, you know, and, and Martin's kind of just looking at it in a way of, you know, we can't coexist. We're the superior species. But what does get him, I think, is, is that emotion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I really enjoyed. And even if we go back to uh, last week's episode, what got the, the councilwoman, right? It was connecting with her son, over high zombie it was again an emotional appeal and i think that's the recurring theme here right is that people are maybe going to look and be like well we don't have enough brains to sustain them we don't have enough like you know they're they're hung- look what can happen to them when they're starved like look at all these like facts right all these like you know they're more aggressive they're more this they're they're technically dead but it's that emotional connection right that that humanity that's the humanity in the zombies that i think is is really what what live exemplifies and i think that's ultimately that if this show kind of does have some any, anything of a happy ending which i feel like it's got to have some kind of one that it's that that humanity um that emotional connection that's really gonna win people over just like i think it did martin in his last moments um I, just something i've picked you know been picking up on more and more this season yeah no i uh I'm absolutely with you. I thought that this was, uh, like I said, I was very shocked that it was such an abrupt conclusion for his character, just given the history there and the tie to live, but uh, uh, handled very nicely. Um, and I guess uh, the other thing that kind of, you know, that just happened within there was uh, the teacher guy that the, they caught his uh, boyfriend, Stephen, sadly killed. But um, any other thoughts? I mean, I feel like the episode at the end of the day really boiled down to, um, you know, the, the major 
and uh, Ravi plot with and the Freyleg brains, and then obviously as a result of that, the Blaine and uh, Donnie thing, and uh, and then the big thing obviously that led us to the end was the uh, the Martin and Liv storyline. But uh, anything else that I'm either forgetting or kind of missing, or you wanted to touch on before we wrap up here? Um. So, oh, go ahead, Sean. I was just going to say bagpipes. That's all. <laughs> bagpipes at a wedding. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting, too, that it doesn't happen in this episode, but that we, that Dolly Durkins and General Mills threat is still looming, that we didn't pick up with that at all this episode. So I'm really curious to see how that might be escalated Mm-hmm. given what's about to happen in Las Vegas. <laughs> like I'm really I'm really yeah, curious how they're going to tie these two uh storylines together and um but but that's that's my main thing. I just like I thought that was like cuz that was our cliffhanger from last week and it doesn't really it didn't really get mentioned. I mean, they're dealing with a lot as always, but that that was still in like the back of my head the whole time while watching this episode and I'm like even now that they know of the one threat i feel like our our heroes are still gonna be screwed over by something else you know always yeah yeah no very true i mean there's you know plenty of things that uh i expect are going to just hit the fan and kind of uh not go the way we think but uh yeah two episodes left at this point so So it's definitely gonna happen then because you know two episodes left they're just going to throw everything <laughs> at them. Especially with the fact that they are chicks. The Dead Enders and the U.S. government are definitely going to be doing something this upcoming episode. I'm, I'm expecting, I'm hoping, with just the amount of nonsense that we now know is coming with uh, the Las Vegas stuff. Just a whole bunch of home electronics uh, nerds getting all scratched up and dooming us all. Very true. Well, if uh, if that wraps us up, then we can uh, we can dive right into plugs. So, uh, Sean, why don't you keep it rolling? Where can they find you? On Twitter at Snarky Sean. Uh, you just you'll find all my stuff there. Honestly, I, nothing new to plug at the moment just the same old same old all right i feel that and uh chris what about you yeah just on twitter at seekinger 13 um kind of same thing not doing too much right now i'm gonna definitely try to have a series finale review written in the coming days after the izombie series finale and kind of with like thoughts on the final season as a whole so if you've missed my writing about the show, that will be there at some point because um, the finale is on August 1st. So the next few days after that, um, you could expect it. But, uh, but yeah, aside from that, nothing. Just, you know, tweeting, retweeting dumb things, tweeting movie thoughts. And then uh, I'm sure Blaze is going to plug the uh, the other podcast we're doing together. So I will allow him to do that. Yeah, and uh, you can find me at Blaze Hopkins. Uh, similarly to Chris, right now just tweeting about random stuff, but uh, always willing to engage about anything of interest to uh, the listeners. Um, and otherwise, check out uh, at Locked In Pod for uh, 
our Watchmen podcast. Uh, you're locked in here with us. Uh, we're officially going to launch that next week. Um, now that Comic-Con is over, we've gotten a new trailer and everything, so looking forward to that. And um, more importantly, you can find us collectively on social media at iZombieRadio. Um, again, reach out. Give us your thoughts. You know, this show has been so wonderful to watch, and uh, as we move towards the conclusion, we would love to be interacting with people. So tweet at us. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, and uh, if you're if you somehow stumbled onto us from a from an unusual podcast uh, platform you don't really use, we are available on uh, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. So check that out. Uh, rate and review, whatever you want. And uh, otherwise, two episodes left. We uh, are sadly excited. So uh, until next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.